Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. It's amazing how you can speak right to my heart Without saying a word, you can light up the dark Try as I may, I could never explain what I hear when you don't say a thing The smile on your face lets me know that you need me There's a truth in your eyes saying you'll never leave me A touch of your head says you'll catch me Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxonation, just imagine yourself being connected to an infinite source of loving energy and feeling whole, happy, and content. Imagine experiencing life as a source of limitless creative possibility. 
Well, my guest this hour, Susan Reeve, contends that all of us have a wellspring of limitless creativity and drive within to achieve that sense of fulfillment. In the Inspired Life, Unleashing Your Mind's Capacity for Joy, published in November by Viva Editions, Susan with uh, Joan Breener offers proven tools to access your inspiration no matter how deeply buried they are. Now, Susan is the co-founder of the SelfEsteemExperts.com, an award-winning author of Choose Peace and Happiness. She has 35 years of experience as a coach, corporate consultant, and interfaith minister. And joining me now is Susan Reeve. And Susan, welcome to the X-Zone. Oh, it's great to be here with you and your audience around the world. Tell me, uh, how did you get into this um, this genre that you're in? Well, I, it, you know, it actually happened a very, very long time ago. When I was a teenager, mm-hmm. although I didn't realize it at the time, but when I was a teenager, I wrote in my journal, what would the world be like if everybody loved themselves? And little did I know at that time that I would go on to study psychology and counseling and have the opportunity to work with tens of thousands of people and discover that how we feel about ourselves really is the blueprint for all of our relationships in life in our life. And so exploring that relationship and having a loving relationship with ourselves is really a foundation for living an inspired, happy, satisfying life. Susan, stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo Nation, Susan Reeve is our special guest to this hour. Her website is www.susanreeve.com. That's S-U-S-Y-N-R-E-E-V-E. Dot com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. And then there are some of our affiliates that now carry us from 2 a.m. right through until 6 a.m. So that's 10 p.m. Eastern until 6 a.m. Eastern. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free email, exxon at com. Don't forget, coming this December, the Exxon Radio and TV show live around the world on TV TV. We'll be back on the other side of this break with Susan Reeve as the Exxon continues from our studios here with yours truly, Rob McConnell, in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
Exonation, uh, Susan Reeve is our special guest to this hour. We're talking to Susan about her new book, uh, The Inspired Life, Unleashing Your Mind's Capacity for Joy. And you know, it's pretty sad when you think about it, Susan, that people actually actually have to be told that they need to love themselves. I thought this was something that everyone did automatically. Yeah, I wouldn't it be nice if everybody did automatically love themselves? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have experiences when we're children, and they can be horrific experiences, like horrible physical, emotional, sexual abuse. Or it can be a circumstance where you bring home your report card, and you got an A-, and your sister got an A+, and your parents say, what's wrong with you? Why did you only get an A-? And you begin to internalize this sense of, I'm not enough, there's something wrong with me, and start comparing yourself to your older sister or to other people in your class. But, it, but is, this, is this sibling rivalry the norm, or is this the exception to the rule? Well, unfortunately, I think it is the norm. I, I think that we have been taught in the world that we live in, and this is really a paradigm that, that is beginning to change, is that we judge ourselves based on outside circumstances. We judge, we compare ourselves to other people all the time. The media is constantly throwing us images of celebrity where we wish to be that person, own what that person owns. Well, wait and, a sec, hold on here, hold on here. You know, it's, sure. it's, it, you know blaming the media... It doesn't sit well with me because if if people didn't have these their own problems, then they wouldn't have to try to live other people's lives. It's it's. I think there's a problem within the system, and I think that the media is just you know it's it's a marketing tool because here you are on on the media promoting yes. your book. So so if you're saying that the media is part of the problem, then. How can you have a double standard? You're promoting well, your book I, I, on the media. I, I, think, I think wherever people are is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And the media is simply one example, just as this is an example of a new paradigm, a new way of thinking, a consciousness that has our thoughts, the thoughts I think about myself, rather than images that I see outside of myself or even opinions of others that I see outside of myself as being the truth that I take on for myself. Is it possible that the problem actually lies in the scholastic uh, and the school systems that we have today, where, it, well, where, where it's allowed to have the rivalry? Kids are allowed today to wear $100 uh, sneakers. They're allowed to wear their hats cockeyed. They're allowed to use their, uh, their cell phones. They're allowed to text instead of the school system taking control and say, hey, not while you're at school. And that spills over into the home life. Well, I, I think that that is one place that reinforces mm-hmm. that sense. But I really think this comes from a mindset that so many, you know, quite honestly, I think it comes from a mindset of believing that there is a God outside of us that is judging us to be good or bad or right or wrong. So you're saying it's and religion's it, fault? You know, I'm really not saying that it's anybody's fault. I'm saying that consciousness is constantly in the state of evolving. And that we have, I was certainly born into a time 
in the world mm-hmm. where I learned there was a man up in the sky and my behavior was being judged all the time as good or bad or right or wrong. And I could never quite live up to the standard. If I told a lie, if I told a little lie, I was, I was bad. If I didn't like somebody, mm-hmm. I was bad. And what I see going on in the world now and what I've seen going on in my lifetime is that consciousness has evolved to the point where there are more and more people who believe that that I am an expression of the loving energy of the universe. I am an expression of God. And that energy moves and lives in and through me. Can we say then that today's consciousness is actually yesterday's morality? Today's consciousness. You know, like yes. we're just we're just we're just putting another new word with more icing into the mix because consciousness, you know, what is consciousness? Consciousness is this is is the way we think. It is the sense that we have from the inside out. It is how we see the world. So, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Thou shalt not kill, uh, don't commit adultery, and and so on and so forth. The morals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If we lived by that and lived with that, you know, how do we kill the spirit of a child? How can a parent do that unknowingly? Might say, in in the midst of frustration, Mm -hmm. might just say, that was such a stupid thing you did in a very loud voice, and this little person is scared of that big voice of this big person who they trust, feels afraid when the parent is angry at them. And understandably, this may be a parent who's working two jobs, who's taking care of three kids, who's wondering how they're going to meet the mortgage. But the child takes that on as their identity. Well, you know what? I grew up in a home where mom and dad worked, dad had two jobs, and yet we were never yelled at. We were fully supported. I We've got six children, seven grandchildren, and eighth on the way. And no matter what the, the trip through life has been, the children have never been yelled at. I don't think I've ever spanked any of my kids. And, and I think, you know, I think that's wonderful. You know, I, to me, that's How common great. sense. That To me, that's uh, common you know, sense. Uh, fr- from the experience that I have, obviously, I work with people who mm-hmm. are experiencing some pain in their life, who aren't feeling good about themselves, who don't feel as though they're enough. They have not had that experience. All right, so you're, you're working with the minority of society? I actually think I'm working with the majority of society. So tell me, I think tell me. the experience that, that mm-hmm. you've described yeah. is in the minority. And yet all the people that I know feel the same way about the way they were brought up and the way that they have brought up their families. I'd love to be around all these people. Well, tell me, tell me something. How was your childhood? learn more about that. Okay, let me ask you this. How was your childhood? You know, actually, I had a very loving childhood, but I had an experience in my childhood that had me decide that I wasn't loved, and it was a decision that came out of an enormous amount of love. 
When I was about three years old, my mom had to go into the hospital for surgery. Mm-hmm. At that time, in the early 50s, you'd go into the hospital for a week, 10 days, two weeks yeah. when you had surgery. Mm-hmm. And my parents decided that it would be best for me to stay with my grandparents. Yeah. My, my sisters were much older. They were off in school during the day. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents adored me. But I'd never been separated from my parents before. I'd never stayed at my grandparents' house alone before. And so I internalized that uh-huh. as though, as abandonment, as though I had done something wrong. And my mother, for years, my mother and I had conversations about how a different child came home. Now, I was from a loving home, mm-hmm. yet I had an experience. And the story that my three-year-old self experienced was that I was being cast out, that there was something wrong with me. You know, once again, I can only pull from my past. And when I was Mm -hmm. about five years old, my mother was in the the hospital for a couple of months with cancer. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is going back to the 50s. My brother went with 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 his godparents. I went with my grandmother. And mm-hmm. and yet, I don't. Res- I never resented any. I I never harbored any thoughts of resentment or, or of abandonment. And and isn't that terrific that you had a similar experience, a similar set of circumstances, uh-huh. and yet the way you experienced it was very different than the way I experienced it. it. it is it possible that? That a lot of the problems that, that you see, talking to the people that you do, and, and the reason why you put these these people with these problems in the majority is because of your very own experiences. Well, you know, I, I find it interesting that when I was about 13 years old, mm-hmm. I wrote the question in my journal, what would the world be like if everybody loved themselves? And I think in some way that has been an invitation during my life for people who aren't feeling good about themselves, for people who don't feel as though they measure up, to that those are the people who come to the work that I do, mm-hmm. because that has been what I have focused on during my life, loving myself and supporting people in having more satisfying relationships with themselves and ultimately living a more peaceful and happy life, which seems to be what occurred in your family oh. and what has now gone on generationally. All right, so so tell me, is it that you're supporting these people or are you enabling these people? I am, I am offering them a new way of experiencing themselves. Why can't these people figure this out on their own? Because when we get locked in a... Let me think of an example. I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. I'm, I'm going to give you a yeah. few minutes to think about this because I've okay. got to take my news break. Exonation. Okay. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Susan uh, Reeve is our guest. SusanReeve.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon. By the way, don't forget, Lucia Mann is one very brave lady. She's the lady who has blowing the lid off modern-day slavery. Her website, www.luciamann.com. That's luciamann.com. 
1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back on the other side of this news break. Don't go away. All of the things that I need so much, you're my world, lady love. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from Astro for You, and you're listening. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you got to know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the do. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. To Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Nation, uh, Susan Reeve is our special guest of this hour. Her website is www.susanreeve.com. That's S-U-S-Y-N-R-E-E-V-E.com. And we're talking about the inspired life, unleashing your mind's capacity for joy. All right, Susan, why is it that certain people just do not have the ability to unleash the joy that we all have in us? Because the programming, the beliefs that they have about themselves and others and life mm-hmm. are really based on this sense of victimization. They feel as though things are done to them. They mm-hmm. feel powerless to change the circumstances of their life. And these beliefs are like the programming that are in our computer. 
and we operate on that programming. And until those messages, those in, that internalized beliefs, are until we first become conscious of them, and then choose beliefs that really support the life we desire, we repeat the same patterns over and over and over again. Now, now, where did you go to school to learn to do what you're doing? Do, you know, do you have a degree in psychology? Have you taken? Yes. You do. Okay. And, yes. and as you were taking your course, were mm-hmm. you were you noticing different behaviors in the people around you? What I noticed is that most people that I knew mm-hmm. were always wondering about what other people thought about themselves and how they fit in using some kind of outside standard of judgment. Okay. So why why do you think that 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 this is happening? Is this an unknown phenomenon that's going on beneath the the covers in in middle home on uh, middle home USA? I I, th- I think it's going on all over the place. I I think that we are just beginning to see with the convergence of spirituality and science the power of our thoughts that we are all really composed of the same basic energy. We are energy. Uh And that our thoughts influence the experience that we have. And I think that, you know, I had a conversation with my 10-year-old granddaughter the other morning. Mm -hmm. She was very upset about something. And I said to her, well, you know, what's a new thought that you can have about this situation? And she said to me, well, yeah, thoughts aren't going to make any difference. I, this is the feeling that I'm having. And I, I feel really sad and, and angry and frustrated. And what I said to her is, thoughts come before our feelings, whether or not we are conscious of the thoughts. And so the programming gets installed when we're very young. You know, apparently you grew up in a family where there was this great sense of, of love. Mm-hmm. It also would, I, I am generalizing from that, there was a great sense of safety mm-hmm. in that, uh, a sense of support in yeah. that. And I would imagine that, would all, that with all of that, that you were each supported in living whatever your particular dreams are. Well, you know, my belief is that the only difference between a dream and reality is just making it happen. Exactly. And there are some people who don't believe that they have the ability to make things happen. They have an idea. They have a dream. They take a step toward that dream. They meet a block in the road. And instead of saying, hmm, let me examine that block for a moment. Let me see if there's a way in, mm-hmm. above, around, through it. Right. Instead, they say, oh, the universe must, this must be a message from the universe that I'm not meant to do this. Well, you know, in, in life there are leaders and there are followers. Not everybody is born to be a leader. We need the followers. We need the dishwashers, you know. Absolutely. But I do think we need to take responsibility for being the leaders in our own life. And we also have to accept responsibility for our own actions. Absolutely. And some of that means learning, the, learning how our brain works, learning the power of our thoughts, 
learning what the creative process is, learning to let go, to forgive, to be grateful. Because if I'm carrying around what, my, what happened to me when mm-hmm. I was three years old, then I'm always going to feel this sense of abandonment and unhappiness in my life. All right, Ray, let's, know, let's just get right. back to this, this, this thing about abandonment at three years old. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you realize that when your family unit came back together again that, that the issues of abandonment were created by your own insecurities? Because I was three. And, and I didn't right. have the capacity to understand then, that. Then how is it at the same age of three years old, you felt abandoned? Because I was scared. Okay, because, but when the situation came back because, to normal. Because what, what meant safety to me, yeah. it was as though the rug was pulled out from underneath me. My oh. mom was crying. I wasn't used to that experience. I was being taken away from mm-hmm. her. And suddenly... I was away from all of the symbols and all of the people who represented safety to me. Okay, now, so was, was, that the, was that the only time in your life that happened? I, my, I'm sure it's happened at other times, but, but that experience so was so significant that, that my mom said for years a different child came home. All right, so why was it then after... Your mom came back. Your family was back to the family unit it was prior to your mom going in the hospital that you as a child didn't realize or have the the feeling of comfort and security that you had before. Because I experienced that separation as a trauma, and it continued to live in me. And until I was older mm-hmm. and I got not just in my mind, but really got in my being. They really loved me. They didn't do this to hurt me. Did that dissolve? Okay, so how does this work with the people who seek you out for the very same problems? How do you get them to to heal themselves? Well, first we identify what is the problem. What's the experience that they're having? And mm-hmm. where do they feel that feeling in their body? You know, so much therapy in, in the past was focused on understanding the situation. But the work I do is to focus people is where do you feel that pain, that anger, that fear, that frustration in your body? And then a lot of my work has to do with it, it's as though now as an adult, to let that younger part of ourself know you're safe now, you're okay now, you didn't do anything wrong, to integrate the parts of ourselves that we have felt separated from for so long. Uh, a person who goes through the type of anxiety separation that you went through at the age of three, mm-hmm. would this be characterized by a person who is overprotected by their parents? Somebody who's ever protected by their parents could feel that the world isn't safe, could feel that things have to be very ordered and I have to know what's going on. That could be somebody who is an adult in the midst of uncertainty, feels such anxiety that it's almost impossible for them to take a step in the direction of a greater sense of calm or to reach a particular goal. 
you know, I think as parents, mm-hmm. and and I'm curious to know your thought. I think as as parents, we walk a tightrope some of the time in both loving our children and giving them, providing them with a sense of safety, and also letting them go. Well, of course. And and knowing that you know they they will face challenges along the way, but that they have the internal strengths one to know to ask for help to be able to receive help Mm -hmm. and also that willingness to step into something new and not expect perfection on day one it's in my book that's called growing up exactly there are a lot of parents who don't really know very much about parenting you know we need a driver's license to drive a car, but we yeah. really don't need any kind of license or certification or training to be parents. We learn it from our parents. And, you know, what you've learned from your parents and you've passed on to your kids who are now passing it on to their kids, mm-hmm. how that gives me such hope. I'm inspired by that. And yet, to me, it's common sense. It has nothing to do, I, I thank you for your compliment, but to me, it's just common sense. And and this was nothing that I just saw in our home. Where I grew up, the people that I grew up with, my friends, the people I went to school with, the people I went through elementary school with, high school, university, these are the type of families that these people came from. So what is so different about today's family compared to the family of the 50s? Well, there are a, there are so many parent, families that are not intact anymore. There has been mm-hmm. enormous amount of divorce that's gone on in families. There is the light has shone on various kinds of abuses, mm-hmm. and you know we learn from what we've experienced. Well, we, we don't also we don't... see so many reports and hear so much about violent crimes that go on, about torture that goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are so many images that we have that pit people against one another. How does a major crime that is committed in another city, another country, affect me? And my family, and, and well, the way that my somebody family... Can hear, somebody can hear about it, and it could frighten them. Oh, come on. I, I, think, I think that there's a little something here that I'm not understanding. Like, I, I, you know, society isn't as, as, as sensitive as I think you're making it. You know, just the world is a real place out there. And if something happens, come on, you mean that people get traumatized by major events that happen in other parts of the world? Major crimes? Absolutely. Then they've got to start sucking it up and get a, get a well, grip of themselves. And, and yes, and exactly. And in order to suck it up, you just can't pretend that that fear doesn't exist within you. We really have to acknowledge the truth of what we're feeling and acknowledge that we do not have to carry these wounds around with us. So many people in the world are walking around as the walking wounded, and they strike out against others. People take what 
you know, people take what people say personally. Somebody says that they have a different opinion, mm-hmm. then people get scared to speak up. It's not safe for me to speak up. I work in organizations. I just worked with some clients last week who said that, you know, I'm scared to speak up in meetings because, you know, what if somebody disagrees? Well, what if somebody disagrees? It's just another opinion. It really isn't an indictment against you. It, it sounds more like that we need to become babysitters for the other part of society who, don't, who do not have the abilities to think for themselves and act mature. Well, I wouldn't call it babysitting. I would call it we need adult training. We need work on how do we nourish ourselves in feeling good about ourselves, in acknowledging our gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, and using them, and sharing them, and being part of community where we support one another instead of being in competition with one another. I mean, I remember when I started my consulting practice in 1980, and I was sharing some of my work with All somebody. right, I, I hate some to do this, Susan, but we've hey. just run out of time. I want to thank you so hey. much for joining us. Um, I, I I don't know. I just can't put my head around this. Um, but anyway, ExoNation, www.SusanReeve.com. That's S-U-S-Y-N-R-E-E-V-E.com. Hmm. Something doesn't make sense to me here. A three-year-old child is traumatized, affects her for the rest of her life until she's old enough to become a psychotherapist or, or whatever her profession is. She's an author, and I wish her the best of luck, but to me, makes no sense. I'll be back on the other side of this break. This is The Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. I'm sorry about that, Exxon Nation. I was just uh, checking out a few things over here. Past guest was uh, Susan Reeve. And um, 
I don't know. I, there, there's something in that whole conversation that I, I just can't put my my head around. I disagree with Susan. I believe that the that the dysfunctionality of the people that she is claiming that are the majority are actually the minority. Um, as I was telling Susan during her interview, the people that I went to school with, the people that I grew up with, the people that are that are in my life today, the people that I meet and greet on a daily basis, they seem to have everything all together. They don't seem to have suffered uh, from a traumatic experience at the age of three. And mind you, I would place my bottom dollar that there isn't one person listening today who, at a very early age, had a a traumatic experience happen to them. Many kids have traumatic experiences and separation anxiety when they go to school for the first day. That doesn't taint them for life. That doesn't kind of screw them up. Because after school you go home, you meet, you know, mom and dad are there, You the family unit is there, and you've made new friends at school, and the next day you just can't wait to go to school. Life is great. You've got mom and dad, your little brother, your puppy at home. You go to school, you've got some brand new friends. When my mom was in the hospital, she was in the hospital for a couple of months. I didn't feel as if she was, as if I had been abandoned. I still had my dad. I still had my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. I I got to saw my brother once in a while. I didn't feel as if I was abandoned. And when mom got out of the hospital and we were all able to become a family unit again, life was great again. Life was great with my grandparents so what am I missing here, Exxon Nation? Send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. That's exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back on the other side of this uh, commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past. As the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger. Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com. I don't know. Is the world really that screwed up? I don't believe it is. I really don't believe it is. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $499 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. 
Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, oh.